Okay, so today we are reading from the Monster Stories book. We are reading the uh, Scales and Tales section, the very last story in the Scales and Tales section, which is called Perseus and Andromeda. And now, for those of you who do not know, this is another one of those old stories from a long time ago from ancient Greece, kind of like Hercules. In fact, Perseus was a lot like Hercules. Remember the Hercules story? With Hydra? Yeah, yeah. And you remember the movie, Hercules? Yeah, it's kind of kind of like that, okay? So imagine people in those, like, tablecloth-looking outfits, togas, and, um, and they had sandals on their feet, and that's what they kind of look like if you're picturing it in your head. Okay, so Perseus and Andromeda, written, this particular telling is by R.E. Francillian. And it's read today by Mommy and Philip. Here we go. And just so you guys know, where we pick up in this story, the great Greek hero Perseus is traveling through the lands around the Mediterranean Sea. And an oracle, by the way, was a priest or priestess who foretold the future. And if you can see the future... Um, that's called a prophecy, okay? And then they would give advice to people based on their prophecy. Okay? Look, that's the prophecy. Exactly. Are you ready? Okay. Perseus continued his journey, traveling on and on, until he reached the coast of Ethiopia and entered a great city on the seashore. And Ethiopia is on the continent of Africa. But though the place seemed great and rich, the whole air was full of sadness and gloom. The people went about silent or sighing and had no attention to spare for a stranger. When Perseus reached the king's palace, the signs of sadness were deeper still. What is the matter? asked Perseus at last, seizing a passing servant by the arm. Is it the death of the king? Ah, oh, if it were only that, said the man. But no, King Cephas is still alive and well, alas, and woe is me. And so once more, he fell to wailing and passed on. Now, what does wailing do you know? What does it mean to wail? Well, when I say whale here, I don't mean like the big floating mammal in the ocean. I'm not talking about a whale. I'm talking about a whale. It's the sound that people make when they are crying. Like when you slam your fingers in the door and you go, Ouch! Like that. That is called a whale. And people usually do it when they're super sad or when they're in pain and it hurts. Okay. Over and over again, Perseus tried to get an answer, but n heard nothing but tears and groans. So 
And so he went on till he reached a chamber where the king himself sat in the midst of his court. I see you are a stranger, said King Cepheus. Pardon us if we have seemed unfriendly and unlike the Ethiopians, the friends of the gods. It is not our way, but... He continued, his, his tears flowing as he spoke. If you knew, you would understand. Let me know, said Perseus gently, for he was filled with pity for the king's tears. My daughter, Princess Andromeda, answered the king, is condemned to a horrible death. I do not know whether she is yet alive. How can a king's daughter be condemned to death against her father's will? asked Perseus. No wonder it sounds strange, answered King Cepheus. But listen, Andromeda is my only child, and for some reason the gods have permitted our land to be attacked by a monster that comes out of the sea that spares neither man, woman, nor child. Not one of us is left without cause to mourn. Fearing that all my people would be destroyed, I asked the great oracle of Ammon what, in what way the monster could be stopped. Alas, the oracle said that only, the only thing that would work would be delivering up Andromeda herself to be eaten. What could I do? Could I let my people lose all their children for the sake of my own? There was only one thing for a king who is the father to all of his people to do, and even now... But he could say no more. Oracle or no oracle, said Perseus. It shall not be while I am alive. Where is the princess now? She was chained at sunrise to a rock on the seashore, there to wait for the monster. But where she is now? Perseus did not wait for another word, but leaving the palace, hurried along the shore, already half covered by the rising tide. At last, he came to what made his heart beat and burn with pity and rage. Chained by her wrists to a pillar of rock was the most beautiful of all princesses, already nearly waist high in the rising waves. What struck Perseus most was the look of quiet courage and noble pride, the look of one who was devoting herself to a cruel death for her country's sake. And in, no well, fun. And in order that others might be saved. You know, someone once said that greater love is none than this. Laying down your life for another. And that is really what she's doing here. She has said, if this monster can be stopped, if it eats me up, then if I can get it to stop eating everyone else, I will 
go and be eaten up. What a brave girl, right? But Perseus, he is also a brave guy. So let's see what happens. The whole heart of Perseus went out to her. He vowed, if he could not save her, to share her death. But before he could reach her side, a huge black wave parted and out came the monster. A creature like nothing else of land or sea, with a swollen, shapeless body studded with hungry, cruel eyes, and hundreds of long, slimy limbs twisting and crawling, each with a yawning mouth from which streamed fire and horrible fumes. Andromeda turned pale as the creature came on with a slowness more dreadful than speed. Perseus could not wait. Springing from the rock, he threw himself like lightning full upon the monster and then began to struggle as he had never been seen before. The creature twined its limbs around Perseus and tried to crush him. As soon as Perseus tore himself from one, he was clutched by another. It's got tentacles, kind of like like an octopus, right? Or a squid? Yeah, what? A hundred eyed? Yeah. But had mouths on its eyes? Yeah, it has eyes and mouths on its tentacles. So that's creepy. And. Yeah. It eats everything. It eats everything. Like, um, I don't know, somebody who's having a growth spurt? Yeah, okay. Perseus felt his life passing from him. He put all the strength he had left into one last blow. It fell only on the monster's right shoulder, but that was the one place where it could be pierced. The coils relaxed, and Perseus, to his own amazement, saw the monster floating, a shapeless corpse upon the waves. He killed it! Way to go, Perseus! Having released Andromeda, who had watched the struggle in dread for what had seemed the certain fate of her rescuer, he carried her back to her father's palace. I need not tell how the morning, morning in this case is not like when the sun is up in the morning. No, no, no. Morning here is another way of, it's got a different spelling. And morning here is when people are crying and sad and they're thinking of someone who has died. Like if you ever go to a funeral, you'll see people who are mourning. Okay. A funeral is, uh, how do you describe that? It's when someone has died and everyone gets together to talk about how much they loved that person. Do you have any other questions? What happens if the human's alive that they're dying 
Oh, if they're, well, then they're not having a funeral. If the person is still alive and they're celebrating, then that's just an award ceremony. Okay, here we go. What can I do with my gratitude? Asked King Cepheus to Perseus. Ask of me whatever you will, and it shall be yours on the word of a king. If she is willing, give Andromeda to be my wife, said Perseus. That is all I want in the world. Gladly, said Cepheus, but suddenly he looked serious. I have promised you the word of a king which cannot be broken, but I must warn you that you are not the first in the field. Andromeda has long been claimed in marriage by the powerful Prince Phineas, and he is not the man to lose what he wants without giving trouble. He never gave any trouble to that monster, said Perseus, thinking that Cepheus, though kind, was rather a weak and timid sort of king. So the marriage of Perseus and Andromeda was settled to the great joy of both. And all the nobles were invited to a great festival in honor of the wedding and of the delivery of the land. And that is the end. And I think it's very convenient that Perseus fell in love with Andromeda at the same time as Andromeda fell in love with him. Mm -hmm. And that's the end. The end. The end.